welcome back across space and time to Captain's Quadrant. This is Spectrum Sanctorum, and I am Captain Dove, here to bring you recaps, joys, and pleasures of Star Trek. And with me, as always, is my trusty ensign, Jays. How are you, sir? Very good, Captain. I am really excited about... uh... Talking about what we're going to be talking about today. Yes, yes. Anything that is and and can be and will be Star Trek, uh, my good buddy and I will be talking about this all the time on this channel. So please make sure you subscribe to Spectrum Sanctorum and to be delighted by all things Star Trek that we're going to be talking about because it's not going to end with Picard. We've got Strange New Worlds coming out and there's just so much to dive into that I thought, why not unite worlds? Let's bring Australia and the United States together. Let's bring two be seen and pop culture spread together. And of all the folks involved in both channels came together and said, Hey, let's make this our inner sanctum, our spectrum sanctorum. So super excited to be here with you and talking all things Star Trek. And of course, what better way since March brings Picard season two, uh, since this had been ironed out over the last couple of weeks, what better way to launch this whole venture than with a, Season one retrospective of Picard. Season one, obviously, as you see the logo changing. We've, we've gone really high tech here <laughs> in this joint. I'd just like to add, though, Joe, you're right. We're, we're the opposite sides of the planet. Yeah. Right? So from a Star Trek perspective, this is like you're in the Alpha Quadrant and I'm in the Delta Quadrant. Yeah. And we're doing the show together. So Exactly. It is, it's certainly the way we're going to go. But yes, Absolutely. Picard, season one friend. Man. Um. We're going to get into season one of Picard. I um, just want to give you a quick retrospective. Uh, Picard starts out in his chateau. He's retired. These events are the events that have taken place uh, some years after the end of Nemesis, which was the last Next Generation film. Uh, they, Picard starts having these reoccurring dreams of Commander Data. Uh, the show starts off with him playing poker with Data. Uh, they did a great job, I thought, of de-aging Data uh, Brent Spiner having the whole makeup fact as if he were the uh, famous uh, android that we beloved, and they just get the ball rolling. The first episode was quite exciting. Uh, it introduced you to the set of some of the sets of the new characters, and it got into the overall backstory, which was the fact that Bruce Maddox had gone and taken the neural net from before the prototype for Data from Dr. Soon Mm. and started his own type of super androids. And just like with, you know, in the beginning of the series, it's a mystery. Who is this person? This, this girl. Yeah. There's a lot of uncovering who these characters are. Right. Right. It was was unpeeling the onion, so to speak and, and getting into what the whole overall, just the story was. And there was these, these fringe uh, factors. You had the evacuation of Romulus because of the supernova Mm. Which, which uh, it begs me the most important question I have to ask you because I'm confused and this is going to change my perspective of everything we talk about, Joe. Yep. In this series, you're telling me this is the Kelvin timeline? Yes. yes. So this isn't the timeline that we have known pre-2000. So, all right. So let me, let me, let me bring that Because I'm together. confused. So the, the, the problem with Star Trek um kelvin which is what i'm just going to call it star trek yeah the first one was uh the first one was what just star trek right yeah yeah so the first star trek 
the problem with the Kelvin universe is there was supposed to be a passing of the torch and something happened where Patrick Stewart and the, the next generation crew couldn't be involved. There's a comic book that explains, and I highly recommend people to go and read it. Okay. Where the red matter issue and the collapsing of Romulus, uh, they were going to implode the star so it wouldn't go Nova and destroy Romulus. Mm. And they were supposed to film with uh, Patrick Stewart, Leonard Nimoy, and Brent Spiner, this whole backstory. So that didn't happen, and that's why you've got this straight into the Remus ship, the drilling Mm. ship, and the death of uh, Kirk, because they thought Mm. that would be a much more impactful uh, start than than what the original plot line was. And the original plot line was there, it was a failed mission of the enterprise D that split the timeline and sent the Romulan ship um, back in time and, you know, to fall into Kirk's dad's time and restart it. So the, the Kelvin timeline shift was supposed to be a ripple effect of something that was happening in current day Star Trek um, with Picard and the whole team were supposed to have, solve this issue with red matter. They had to get so many minds together because this was such a big issue. And um, Picard and the enterprise E had come and it was under the captain data. So they were wow. even going to like, you know, move forward with the nemesis uh, setup where data was going to come back in the B4 body and in the, the data, B4 body. Yeah. Right. And the data uh, information was going to awaken, so to speak. Yeah. But they ended up scrapping that all together and they had that and they had it in comic book form. I used to own the comic, but when I moved, yeah, I lost it. But so, it's a great comic. Because I think that's already getting into the, the biggest, I think, a lot of criticism that the show has got. And let's be honest, season one of Picard has been much maligned out there with a lot of people. I think that's if there was any criticism straight off the bat, was to make that clear that this is following the Kelvin timeline. Because if for, for in the beginning, I'm like, oh, okay, this is a sequel series to the next generation I grew up with. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's Correct. A, it's a series based on this version of Picard that or the Enterprise and all those stories that happened through the Kelvin timeline. Yes so and no. A- yes and no, because you have to think yeah. about it. You have to think about it as this. Um, before we get into the highs and lows of the season, you have to think about it as this is the reason why the Kelvin timeline exists. Yeah. So like everything that we knew, still what we know, everything that we yeah. grew up watching, that's Canon. Yeah. And there's absolutely. no change. Right. Yeah. And then what we're the only piece that's missing is that comic book to explain. All right. The rift happened yeah. here. Yeah. Picard and team were involved. Yeah. Uh, Spock and everybody were all involved. Yeah. And that rift opened up and sent, the two universes into a new spiral, but yeah, it looks that's like, right. So yeah, so, so everything which universe are we following then from here? So we're so this no, we're we're in a multiverse, so to speak. For Star yeah, Trek. we're in a multi. Okay. We're in a, yeah. But what I'm trying multi- to figure out is, like you know, yesterday's Enterprise, best of both worlds, all good things, all everything that happened next generation happened to Picard in this timeline. Yes. Okay. So th- this and I is think still- that helps, and I, I and I think that is essentially the problem with the whole red matter storyline of the first Star Trek film. It does start to bend your mind a little bit, and you yeah. have to kind of realign yourself to where you're kind of at. 
I think that's with, fine. That's certain, I think that that certainly kind of helps. I think Paramount has the, yeah, uh, Paramount has the opportunity because they've done such a great job with. Um, I don't know if you've been able to watch it or not, but mm. the Nickelodeon cartoon Prodigy, Prodigy is a Prodigy. Yeah, it is. It's very good. I'm emotionally yeah. connected to these characters, and I yeah, kind of never, blew me out of the water. Yeah, CGI happy yep. looking monsters who so, end up being some of the best star trek i've seen in years yeah so what they have an opportunity to do is they have an opportunity to make that comic book an animated feature mm. one shot on paramount plus and wrap up that whole missing block so that people like you didn't know about that comic book story so you're kind of like well what timeline yeah i'm following from the films and the tv right right so this that little that little story that one shot that they did for the follow-up the prelude to um the the new star kelvin timeline star trek if they do that it's a one-shot comic this will help a card and it'll also help get people to come back to see the new up-and-coming star trek film that they've got the platform they've got the platform to do it with short treks yeah They've got I don't it. know if you've watched all those short tracks, which I love those little short tracks. Oh, those tracks, are great. Those are absolutely those are great. fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you've just suggested, do an animated version, put it in as a new episode of Short Trek. Yeah. Mate, realign all the audience. We know exactly where we're at. Exactly. And that's right, so Param- no problem. So Paramount, if you're listening, I expect some returns or at least some uh, some love. Like So make us your next Ready Room type of show. <laughs> As a captain, you should be saying, make it so. Make it so. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All right. So let's get into it. I, I pretty much gave you the recap of how the series went. Um, uh, I'll continue to say that uh, it turns out that the girl, young girl that came up and showed up on the um, Chateau Picard. Dodge. Yeah, Dodge. She ended up being Data's daughter, so to speak, because like I was saying, uh, yeah. Bruce Maddox had found a way to make a perfect uh, cybernetic being out of human DNA. So they were able to, yeah, mind blown. They were able yes. to make a human body with all the synthetic pieces. So it ha- you have the strength of a synth. Yeah. So you have data strength. But you have you can pass as a human. It's like the ultimate Terminator. Wasn't the theory was that they could create that from one molecule of data's positonic brain? Isn't that yes, the deal? That's correct. Yep. And they can rebuild, which was again mind blowing. Yeah. That they could do that. So yeah, look, that first episode, I, I thought it was a great first episode, honestly. I thought it was shocking. I was a bit thrown with a couple of things with because Straight away, we get introduced to a new, well, they're different kind of looking Romulans, but we get introduced to that new faction. Yeah, like, the, for but, me, oh, in Star yeah. Trek, it's the Tal Shiar. Yeah, Tal Shiar. Yeah, Tal Shiar. Yeah. And and now we've got what are they called here? Vatkaj. The, the yeah Vatkaj like that that. So straight away you're going all right. So they're enough, which makes sense because yeah, you guys have the FBI and CIA. You've got right. different levels of security and all that, and. But I was a little bit shocked because I'm like, in my mind, I'm going, the Taoshiar, they don't go and brutalize people. They're they're super spies. They're mm-hmm. they 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 find out information, then they'll perhaps torture people. But nah, this is a new subsection. They're yeah, far the, more the, ruthless. Yeah, the Zatvaj. Uh Zatvaj. Yeah, they yeah, were... the Zatvaj, when they go into that scene and they start mecking around with Daj mm-hmm. and she gets activated. She whips them. yeah yeah Fantastic. did you not ask yourself some questions like why does she need those 
Why did Maddox build that into it? Like, is it just that he built it to all his androids that they have this super ability to kick ass? Or I think they did that because if they had gotten pushed too much and were, let's say, subjugated, because as you recall, the Romulan had been kind of um, manipulating her for quite some time yes, yes and i think that was a fail safe in case somebody else would manipulate yes. them because they could use them for their will it was a it's a fail safe yeah. it's, it, a, it's a great little scene and the fact she's wearing her head thing on i'm thinking hey they didn't even have to see the eye the stunt person yeah they just had to wear a thing over their head so yeah well. that was brilliant it was but brilliant. Uh, yeah it, like it was a good first episode it was a good introduction yeah um and, and pretty shocking because yeah I'll let you keep going forward. Yeah. So uh, come to find out, uh, the, as the story progresses, the Jatvaj are basically trying to stop the destroyer. Um, we stumble upon a dispersed society of Romulans uh, mm. where Picard picks up his um, new trusty sidekick and who indents his life to him. And then they go on and you meet some of the most human characters that I've ever seen in Star Trek. Uh, Rafi and Captain Rios. They mm -hmm. also pick up Bruce Maddox's protege slash girlfriend. Kind of unclear there. Yeah. yeah but uh, we we love her and know her from Sex Bobomb from Scott Pilgrim versus the World. So I love seeing her. Allison Pugh was it? Allison, Allison Pugh. Yeah, she's fantastic. I always support everything she does. So I was very happy to see her. Yeah. Uh, so they go on this new ship. This ship kind of looked more like a Star Wars type of ship than it, it is. Star I will Trek. say a lot of these designs is leaning towards the Star Wars designs. I must admit. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. In fact, even, um, sorry, what was his, his what's his name? Uh, Eos? Rios. Captain Rios. Rios, Rios, Rios. An English man. He's very playing Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah, kind yeah of, definitely, definitely. You know, that kind of guy. You know, that kind of space pirate. But I find it interesting. So Jean-Luc Picard was a French, an Englishman portraying a Frenchman, and Rios is an Englishman portraying a Spaniard. So I yeah. thought that was a nice, fun Dude, nod. Also, uh, unnoticed a Scottish, doesn't he? Because yes. he's got a variant. Yes, that's right. The, the that's hologram right. version. Yeah, right. yes, yes, yes. So <laughs> I love the little plays, the secret nods that probably some people yeah. didn't pick up. But um, as the story progresses, some of the Romulans are actually living on a Borg cube. Which is that is very cool, dude. That was a very, very cool, cool thing. And we get they're, a they're, very... They're, what are they? Um, the, they're the stripping XBs. it apart. Yeah, they're yeah. stripping it apart. They're learning about the Borg. They found yeah. a, a group of um, very high-level Jatvaj that were basically preparing to stop the synthetics. You find out that the Romulans had always been trying to prevent the rise of synthetics because they needed yes. to be a dis destructor. Uh, there's another society of synthetics that's a part of a different type of the galaxy that we come to find out at the end of the show. Mm -hmm. um, the We get a nice cameo by Hugh from the original yep. Star Trek Next Generation Yeah, series. more than a cameo, yes. Yeah, he was a couple uh, episodes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think uh, we're going to get into that in highs and lows. That's a high yeah. and low at the same time for me. Yeah. Uh, seven to nine comes in to save the day. And that's a high and low too. Yeah, yeah, same, same. And they end up on a gambling planet to find Bruce Maddox. They get Maddox. Maddox gets killed. Yep. And, and then we pretty much go speed up along. The Jatvaj have kind of put a tracking device on Sex Bomb. And I'm going to keep calling her Sex Bomb. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's from Drag Me to Hell. Yeah, she was that in that awesome too. Yeah. Sam Raimi film. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> So uh, we turns out that uh, Dodge was a 
a synthetic and she awakened because of the Romulan shot Vosh. Their, their plan had come to fruition. They Maybe find this sequ- also part of a twin because when they make those androids, they make them in they pairs. come to in pairs, just like Lore and Data. Yeah. Uh, and uh, basically, they you get a nice cameo by Riker and Deanna Troy and their child. Oh, and the they, pizza chef. Yes, the pizza chef. And they are stuck on this planet because. Uh, their child has a very rare illness, and the only way to make that work is to live on this regenerative planet. But it doesn't slow their aging nor the uh, decoloration of uh, Riker's beard. So I no, found that no. to be. You've got little... to write yourself out of a corner somehow. I yeah, guess. I, I guess. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, uh, they come to find out that this planet is where all these synthetics were created. Yeah. Uh, and that's where Bruce Maddox has worked, and Data's um, memory, so to speak, had been stuck on that planet mm. and it had been used to build the catalyst of all the different androids mm. or synthetics and they had to of course go there the Romulans follow suit um, they find out that there is a higher power they a- are able to build a super beacon so to speak to summon this hierarchy of synthetic life mm. we find out that the other person behind the creation of all these androids is none other than well, Brent Spiner playing another soon, which another I think is soon. I think is great writing. I love Brent Spiner. Yeah, look, anytime Brent Spiner's on yeah. on screen is good. It, it's good. It's good. He, good guy, bad guy, a different mm. character altogether. I'm in. You put yeah. Brent in. I'm in. I even watched his show Fresh Hell. I love yeah. that. I love yeah. that that series. So, Brent, uh, I met you twice, and each time you're always a gentleman. So, hats off to you. Fantastic. Um, so they ultimately cultivate the whole story cultivates on this planet and the Javaj come and surround the planet but they're gonna uh, cop a bomber yeah they are gonna just wipe it out wipe out all the synthetics once fell swoop call it a day but yep. to the chagrin of the Javaj here comes the federation with their copy and paste with minor alteration ships uh, the shang I think was the name of this the ship or something like yeah. that yeah Beast looking thing though. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, yeah, they all look the same, but yeah, it was a really cool looking ship. And he pretty much said, if you guys want to try, I have no problem kicking your Tal Shiar butt back across the Alpha Quadrant from this this planet. And uh, you know, on the planet, Dodge and team stop the um summoning of the super AI from the other realm of AI world. And uh Picard has actually sacrifices himself to do so. But uh, magically, in the wonderful world of Hollywood, they are able to put his consciousness into a copy that they had left over for a synthetic. So there should be two of them, I guess, suppose. And they make a synthetic Picard, and everything works out well, and that's how the series ends. Except he gets screwed with the body because he's still going to age. Right, right. Yeah, yeah an old like, body dude, you couldn't like at least taken ten years off. Before. It would have been. Imagine if they put Tom Hardy in, and all of a sudden it was him oh, taking on the rest. Oh, that would have been amazing. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, think Tom Hardy. Tom no, he wouldn't have done it. No, he'll. Again, you know? No, he's a <laughs> frolic dude. But but yeah, I, I don't think he'll well, ever come back a- to Star Trek. It's an interesting plot, wasn't it? This season, I thought it was season. good. It was... I thought it was good. Let's, I, let's... I, I, I did. I had. I enjoy the concept of it because it's very. It runs deep. I like the evolution of synthetics. I even like the home world and that. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with the show in some like dead end storylines, which hopefully they will pick up and and move forward with season two. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, I think like like you said, you had some props, some highs and lows. Right. I'll talk about. Uh, the the shocking one to me was seven of nine. 
the mm-hmm. complete and utter personality change yes. from what we saw in Voyager. I mean, right. in Voyager, she's very stoic. She's a problem solver. She never really got too angry or, you know, anything else like that. Not she too was, much emotion, right? Not too much emotion. But she's in this show and she's all emotion. Yeah. She's angry. She wants vengeance. And and that kind of like threw me back a bit. I, uh, and, but, you know, and, and I'm just going, well, what has happened? I want to know what has happened from the moment that her, she left Voyager, obviously went to Earth, whatever. And I think they do do allude to it in the show, to where she's now. It's a, like a 180 change in the character. Right. Well, and I the, think for some of us old school fans, I think we struggle with that a little bit. Um, yes well, and I no. Anyway. I mean, yeah, I mean, yes and no. We have to think about it. From, from what I saw, to me, it seemed yeah. like the character had gone through, because there's so many freed Borgs, and yeah. she came to find out that the, the different species had been seeking Borg pieces throughout the universe yeah. and saw so many people kind of use the Borg um, mm-hmm. technology as sort of a, a currency yeah. on the black market. That, that just flipped the switch. It flipped the switch. It flipped yeah. the switch. Yeah, I can accept that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's what I got from it. Yeah, and, yeah. And I totally, I was there for that. What did you think about the villains? Like the two main villains on the board cube, you've got um, the geez, I can't remember their names. Narek, wasn't it? Narek and, Narek Narek and his sister Nerissa. Right. Yeah. Um, what did you I, think of them? I I felt they were very one night as Romulan villains. Yeah, I mean that's why they didn't make it yeah. to season two. You know what I mean? They no. they uh, basically were there. To... I wish they kind of kept the the bad haircuts. Yeah, the the bowl cuts. Yeah, the bowl cuts. Yeah, the, the bowl Robin cuts. Always had cool. that distinctive look, you know. Yeah, and but by I the mean, way, Commander mm-hmm. O, like, talk about telegraphing a villain. She, from the moment I saw her on screen with her attitude, I'm like, she's a bad guy straight yeah. off the bat. Yeah, yeah. In fact, they have a scene where she goes and talks to uh, Sex Babom. Yes, yeah. and she's wearing sunglasses. Yes, she's wearing sunglasses. Yeah, it was like, why is a rum? Why is she wearing sunglasses? Yeah, because she's hiding something. That's yeah. a visual representation of you hiding something. You are evil as fuck. So, yeah. but yeah, there you go. But I got to say this: all my little nitpicks of this show doesn't stop the fact that this we got a Picard series, and not only eighteen does years stop- afterwards. Yeah, not only that. I mean, the story, and it's interesting. Not only that, it's the fact that they were able to bring, like, the, the issue with Discovery is they're now so far into the future because the show started out in the past. Yeah, and now the they, yeah, so they're all, like I said in the yeah. intro, space and time, man. Um, yeah. They managed to bring this show into a chronological look that doesn't yeah. look like it's matching that of Discovery. And I think that that's something they've learned from the time where. Nemesis was out in the theater and Voyager was out on television, mm. but the, the ships and the, the CG and all the mm. things looked the same. Yes. And I think a lot, even my, uh, my uncle who watched Star mm. Trek a lot with me, he was like, well, why am I going to go to the movies to watch this when Voyager's on and it looks the same? Yeah, true. You know what I mean? Because the, the movie is a special event. The movie yeah. is where you go and you see something that you can't see at home. No, because, and it's a different type of Star Trek than movie Star Trek. Right, right, right. Yeah. And and just some of the later films just didn't have that. The story of yeah. uh, Insurrection, I felt, was something that I could have watched at home. 
Yeah, that absolutely felt like an episode of Next Gen. Right. It felt like an episode of Next Gen. Nemesis killing Data made it different. And I think yeah. that, that that saved Nemesis. A lot of people yeah. don't like Nemesis, but I think it saved the, the, yeah. to me. Look, the there is some, obviously, there is there are a couple of scenes where I can't believe that made it to a Star Trek scene, a movie. But I... I particularly, I do like that film. I like it yeah. because it was different. It's because everybody went, oh, Insurrection is just like TV. Well, now we've given you something that's very different. Yeah. The stakes are higher than they've ever been before. It's very Romulan-based. It's all this. And people rejected it. So yeah. and which I would... think it was just because we're at the tail end of 20 years of nothing but awesome Star Trek. People get fatigued. Yeah. So That, that didn't um, help because you had no, so many enterprises on and all this. Yeah. And, uh, but like I said, they did a great job of differentiating. I think that's yeah. one of the highs from the show. So to me, the low of the show is also a high and that's the mm. use of the Borg. I think yeah. Voyager kind of stretched out the Borg too much. Oh, well, I had so many Borg centric yeah. episodes. Yeah. I really mm. felt that like the most menacing, uh, threat into Star Trek had been dwindled down to, um, creature feature of the week. Yeah, and, and I right. think that that hurt Star Trek too. It's because okay, the Borg, big freaking whoop. Yeah, you diminished them as a threat, right? Do you so, remember that first episode? It was a Q episode. Was it Q Hugh? It might have been Q. Yeah, where, where it was a season two episode where he actually first time you get to see the Borg. Right, you didn't see right. them. You just saw the ship. Yeah, yeah. You saw the ship, and he flicks them all the way across the galaxy, and it was the threat of that cube. They did. They're going maximum warp, and they can't get away from the ship. Yeah, exactly. And then you so that's your introduction to this this thing that cannot be stopped. It is unstoppable. To we're getting best of both worlds, and yeah, like I was surprised we went down the ball pathway again because to me, first contact kind of tied that up in a bow for me, right? Personally, um, so I was surprised, but I don't know if I hated as much. I love the idea of them grabbing and trying to save as many people and pull out all their implants and things like that. But, yeah, I don't want no more Borg. I think we're done mm-hmm. with Borg. Yeah. We're done with the Borg. What did you think of um, Raffi as a character? Because I dug I, her. I, I love Raffi. Um, yeah, me too. One of my favourites from that. Yeah, definitely. Rios, Raffi. Rios, Sef- mate. Yeah. The many S- different versions of Rios. Yes, yes. yes. Sex Bobomb and uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I think – I think that the, the reason why this show was did well to me as a fan yeah. is they, they had a good ensemble cast. Um, yeah. One of the highlights of the series is the cast. They did yes. a great, the great, great job of yeah. Yeah. making you connect with the characters. You have. Yeah. Uh, in a, a show a, that is very un-Star Trek in many ways, because it's not, we're not, you're on not a on a starship. Yeah. You're not on a starship. Or a space you're, station. You're in, in many ways, Starfleet are looked upon as enemies in the yes. episodes. You yes, know? yes, you know I mean? yes. You know, Picard's dealing with the emotional rejection and anger about Starfleet abandoning the Romulans. You know, uh, the, the 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 saving of the Romulans. Like, right. so there's a lot of negativity around Starfleet in this season. So I thought the ensemble cast and yeah, it was great. There are a lot of things. I could go into in specifics that I was going to talk about on this show about how negative. Do you know what? The more I think about it, the more I talk with you, Joe, I'm just nitpicking at this point. Yeah. Because overall, if I was to look at this as a film and not a TV show, I just looked at it as a film, I would say I had a good time. I had a really good time. Yeah. I had a really strong opening. Went a bit flat in the middle of the movie, 
but it had a really strong third act. Yeah. Like the finish of the movie was strong. And based upon that thought process, yeah, I I, I, I rate that season probably, I don't want to rate this, but I've got to rate it. I don't know. I would say seven out of okay. ten. Seven out of I would nine. Say, which to me is a high score. That's, Did you hear that's what I better said? than good. I said seven out of nine. <laughs> Touche, Captain. Touche. You yes, get that one. You You'll get, get there one. one day, Anson. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, I gave it an eight because yep. they did also do something with the data piece. They kind of wrapped that up because there was always oh, what a beautiful last, scene. beautiful last scene oh. with data. And I thought that that was Captain. I would really much appreciate when you leave. You turn my consciousness off. Oh, that killed me. Kill me, basically. Killed me. Killed me. But I, oh my I, god, and and I'm feeling like kill me at the time. I'm yeah, right. The tissues, you know. Yeah, yeah. I no, thought no, that, that was, that was such a buff. And because they always said, hey, you know, a lot of Star Trek fans are. <laughs> you can bring back Data. Just turn on B four. Bring back Data. Turn on B four. Because B four was an older version of. Yeah, it was an earlier version of Data. Yeah, still seen as older Brent Spiner. So yeah. you had a way out to fix the whole, hey, David. But I'm glad they didn't do that. Into. Yeah. I, I love the idea that B4 just didn't cut it. They tried. Yeah. yeah. They they tried to do the conscious thing, but he was never going to be Data. So, right. Yeah. So I, I like that a lot. My other high and low of the series was uh, Hugh. I, I was Ooh. so excited to see uh, Hugh come back on to Star Trek. Oh, such uh, deep cuts, though, for the fans. What a yeah, deep cut to go back absolutely. and you. Yeah. That was, uh, like, if you're a Star Trek fan, that was a huge payoff as a, yeah, as a fan. Yeah. Because, a huge payoff. Yeah, after um, Data lore, or the last time we saw him was when Data and Lore were basically taking over the section of Borg. I think that was a season five episode. Right, right. Was, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jonathan Del Arco did such a great job of yeah. plugging himself back in, and it was like seeing an old friend that you just – Hop and pick up right where you left off. He and actually did a really great performance in that. He too. did. Like, he I did. feel like the emotion pouring through him. And because Borg, obviously, because you've been programmed by the Borg, and we saw that even with Picard when he came out, Best of Both Worlds, it feels like the one thing that takes the longest time to get back is your emotional stability or the way to express emotions like a normal human. Mm -hmm. So I thought Shu was projecting a lot Yeah, with this. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I thought they did a great job with the makeup because he still, though he's an ex Borg, he still had this implants on him, just like Seven of Nine does. You know, you know that every one of those scars and every bit of makeup, they had photos of the original absolutely episode. And, okay, and so, so that, that would have here. been absolutely direct. Yes. 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 And I thought Without that was a, that was a huge high, and at the same time, a huge low because we had such mm -hmm. a great opportunity to have Hugh as an ensemble character. But yes. they unfortunately killed him off right in the mid-season. You kind of had an opportunity to bring in a seven of nine. Yeah, you know? you're like not, the original, the original, so to speak. Yeah, a bit more measured seven of yeah. nine, a bit more, you know. Um, yeah, but they that was one thing. I'm like, oh, seven of nine, man. She's going to start laying out some of those Borg algorithms because that was a big thing for her in Voyager. Right, she's like the way she they got out of a lot of things was like. She knew all the Borg algorithms and, and knew how to implant viruses or shut yeah. things down. And I was thinking, oh, we're going to get a lot more. Nah, we didn't get any of that. Yeah, we just got that, a very angry, angry seven of nine. Yeah. She might be justified, but yeah. Yeah. There yeah, you go. Yeah. But yeah. So, and they, I, th I thought that was a big uh, missed opportunity 
yeah. uh, for the show, especially yeah. for the full series. Um, the other big shock was the fact that the um, the character Elnor. Yes, Elnor. And this, we're, we're also introduced... Now, this is an interesting perspective. Yeah. We're introduced to a section of Romulans, yeah. like, of the monks, so to speak, yeah. that, that we knew nothing about as far as my no. recollection of Star Trek. This is a new thing. But they're also also in Discovery. Yeah. So that yeah. was... It, it's like, are they planning on connecting these two shows? Yeah. And, and, and the ones from Discovery, I feel, and the one from this very... Like the same thing. Yeah. Then we've got this giant chunk in the middle of Romulans who wear their grey suits. We've got the bow haircut. Yeah, yeah. Look very different or spies. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Space Legolas, which we're yeah, to space Legolas. Yeah, space Legolas. Right. Sex for bomb and space Legolas. Space, space Legolas. Yeah. yeah. Space Legolas was was grown and raised by those, and it's supposed to be a sect of women only. So I found that to be interesting, yeah. and this is why he joins yeah. in there and as you saw from our trailer reaction if that's why you're here watching this because you saw our yeah. trailer reaction i'm sorry you know, he's yeah he's now going to be in starfleet well the thank first... god they're doing something with him because i thought he was such a waste in this first he showed so much potential i love that episode. oh so he's a low for you on the series a little bit Look, yeah, wow. not lower a low in the fact i don't like his character because i love his character mm -hmm. i just don't think he was used enough as much as i wanted that guy was an assassin. Yeah. And it felt very much now he's off with this person. And yeah. I, I felt in the writing of the show, he was probably less served than some of the other characters. So to see that in that trailer too, the fact that he's the first ever Romulan to you know, what Join graduate Starfleet. from the academy. Right. Yeah. Uh is I can't yeah, that's great. That is development yes. of a character that we want to see. Just didn't see enough of it in this season. Yeah, so I, I guess the series will play out in season two. For but it was show. an interesting uh, thing with that was the fact that in this series that we dealt with, because Picard classically in Next Generation, his biggest problem was kids. He, he was scared yes. of kids. He right, didn't like right. dealing with kids. And here we have an older Picard who's had to work past that, yes. his own insecurity, and become a father figure to Space Legolas. Yes. Um, <laughs> And and you know and basically help him raise him and guide him right. and things like that. So I thought that was a good kind of evolution of Picard's character from the past that he was able to overcome those fears and and obviously a lot to do with would have been his dealings with Wesley Russia, mm. uh, Wesley Crusher. Correct. You know, he started to get over that a little bit. Well, the time he got locked in the. Uh, Locked in the elevator with those kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah Captain's know. Day, yeah. Captain's Day, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, I, um, I also felt like he was parenting Dodge. I felt like he was oh, very he felt much himself. So. He felt himself yeah, as yeah. You know, I mean, Dodge's you, I uncle. Mean, his reaction to her being melted away. Um, oh yeah, the like well, only after Stewart's... a day or two of knowing her, yeah, uh, knowing that he had a very strong emotional connection, because that was one of the things my wife said. It's like, you know, this chick just lands up at his place and says, "Look, I'm seeing you in my vision." Like, would you go? Someone call the cops? And I don't know. <laughs> you don't understand. Picard, he knows it in his heart. He knows yeah. his connection there. He hasn't quite put it together yet what the full connection is, but he knows. That he's here to help her. Yes. Um. So yeah, that was a shock, by the way. So early in the series to kill off Dodge, yeah, and then we right. got 
Soge. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Not good with the pronunciation. Can't even say that word. But yeah. Uh, yes. Um. It was yeah. I, I you knew that there was a deep connection between Picard and this story, and uh, it took a long time. And really, it's about him finally what putting to bed his grieving of data. Yes. Like moving on yeah. from you know yeah. A yeah. lot of criticism also said that. Hang on a minute, you know, Captain Picard, Data's relationship with uh, with Picard was wasn't any more special than the captain's relationship to any one of his crew. Correct. And there's a part of that I do agree with, but I think that changed when he sacrificed himself for Picard because that's the one thing a captain would not want. Right. Any of his crew to sacrifice themselves for him. So I think that's where the, a lot of the post traumatic stress. And the fact that he struggled to deal with it past Nemesis has been the fact that he would have felt like he failed. Right. He let Data down by Data sacrificing himself. So right, right. I don't, I don't, I have no problem with that being the storyline of Picard is the fact that him emotionally trying to get over the loss of Data. Yeah. And that, I mean, yeah. ultimately that's what the series was, but he had an opportunity with Data's daughter, so to speak. Yeah. To uh, to give him even more emphasis as to why he should join this crusade, and yeah. what I think it did, it gave him life again too. Yeah, didn't it? yeah. I mean, he was it... waiting to die essentially at the beginning yeah. of the series. Yeah, he was just wearing the days. I mean, he says in the show that you know he knows his home, but he doesn't feel like his home. Home. He doesn't right. feel right with it. You know, he, yeah. he needs to be out there, up there yeah. in space as he is. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, one more thing about the look of the show. I felt like mm. this looked like a movie. Like oh, the, yes. The cinematography, the, the filters they put on. I felt like it was high quality that this well, could have been. Well, what they have show. done, a bit less on the lens flares, which is nice. Yes, a which bit is of great. Uh, but not as much. They, 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 they as told much JJ like to, come on, Discovery just ripped off. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah just yeah. over the top. Yeah, it's um, Calvin No, it was, a bit more, sure. it was a bit more cinematic. Uh, Production-wise, it's a bit more in line, as you mentioned earlier, as I can see with the photo behind you, the designs of the the costumes and everything, a bit more in line with what we knew of. Yeah. Um, yeah, they get a big tick for that kind of thing. Um, yeah. I, 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 being a classic Star Trek thing too, I, I appreciated that every time the ship got hit in this show, it didn't start bursting in the flames in the background. And no rocks. I don't know if yeah. you, you ever catch that. Like there's... This is some yeah. channel, I forget which channel, but they always point out every time a ship gets really damaged, suddenly we have all this advanced technology, but yet here come a stream of rocks that just pop out of nowhere. Nowhere. So none of that. Uh, and that's always like bugged me about discoveries, the fact that I think I joked to you on the channel. It's like, where's the workhouse safety officer on this ship? <laughs> oh, shit. Ship, it's all over. You've the got all this technology. You can lock people in an area like with your shields. Wouldn't you put digital shields around panels that were known to catch on fire? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the old school show, when they got hit, it was just, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, shields yeah. down 20%, Captain. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a yeah. bit more realistic. You know, and I appreciated that whoever was behind Picard, the look and the style and the script writing of it, very much was aware of making sure that this felt in line to what we had, even though it looked brand new, fresh, and it looked like it cost $300 million to make. Yeah, I, I thought the production quality was impeccable. Mint. And I, I can't wait for season two. 
Which brings Neither can to... I. I mean, guys, you really should go and check out that little uh, introduction or the the, the, the the reaction we've just done on the season. So it's amazing, you know, um, where I feel already from the footage I've seen, Joe, moving forward to season two promises something that very different. And it feels more that they're now part of Starfleet. Yes. So a whole season where it's been like Starfleet's kind of the enemy here, but not really. Now being back with Starfleet, seeing Admiral Picard on the bridge of the Cap- Stargazer. Captain Rios. Captain Rios. Yeah. Like, this is, I think, really going to deliver on things where people thought were lacking from the first season. To me, it feels like they're really going to address this in the second season. I agree. I agree. But there's yeah. a big mystery as to what is going on. And then as we saw in that breakdown, they gave you the the – the fill-ins that allowed you to see where things were after this season but you know that looming in the realm is q and he's going to do something that's going to change everything again because this is the final i'm sure uh of the three trials that we never got and i thought this was going to that was going to be the one of the generation Mm -hmm. uh the the next generation movies i thought nemesis was going to be something to do with q because well, we you would think so time. because the whole series is built around the trial of humanity, right? I mean, that's what that the, the show finished off was the perfect. I mean, when you yeah. talk about endings of a show, like with the finales of a show, to have you know, uh, all good things literally tie into a counter of far point, and right? You're putting it together, it's been one long story, absolutely. And I do think you're right, I think this is very much going to be dealing with that. That humanity's still on trial, yes, and Q uh, hasn't given up, it's still going, no. yep, yep. So I'm you super know? excited. And now, Picard, what, is, what does it mean to be human because yes. he's now synthetic, yes. Yes. So you know he's got a different you know perspective to look at you know yeah it's, so it's it's gonna so much to unwrap and I cannot wait to go through this entire oh. series with you in our new venture here together and this, it's starting next week starting I next believe. week yeah next we're week. gonna have our first episode and we'll be delivering you know uh, delivering oh. that shortly after yeah you know, each week I think it'll be around this time each week which is. Yep. Uh, a Saturday night in America and Correct. a Sunday we'll be getting a or a Sunday morning early your time will be yeah our weekly uh dissection of each episode even though this has been a rough overview of season one we're gonna dive deep into every episode right absolutely Joe? absolutely we're gonna go through space and time to bring you the best the highs and lows of each episode <laughs> and yeah. really get into some Trek universe well absolutely Ensign, I think that wraps up everything we needed to discuss for this particular fray. Okay, Captain. Well, in saying that, it, I think it's time that we uh, – I just need the word, mate. You just give me the word and I'll press the right button and we'll be out. All right. Make it so. <laughs>